Hello, hello. I'm your host, Jayati Vora. Welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories, the podcast about the craft of creative writing, writing prompts, and sharing stories that are short and sometimes sweet, like the half servings of milky tea we call Cutting Chai back home in India. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with all those writing prompts. I love seeing all the stories that came out of it. Some good news. Last weekend, I was part of a group of six artists showcasing our work, teaching workshops and holding artist talks for an open studio virtual event. It was pay what you wish, with all the proceeds being donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund and the Black Arts Future Fund. And I am pleased to say that we raised more than $400 for the organizations. And thank you to all of you who supported it. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to do poetry. I've been leading these writing workshops for a while now, and last week I thought I would shake things up and ask people to step away from the comfort of paragraphs and sentences and venture into the shakier territory of verse. And boy, did they deliver. So today I want to share with you the writing prompt I gave them and also the incredible poetry they wrote. I asked them to try and do two things. One was to write a poem based on a title that juxtaposed an image with an abstraction. Here we are thinking of an image as something tangible that you can see, hear, feel, touch, and an abstraction as an idea or a symbol of something. So think the clock of time or the heart of love. The clock and the heart are images, and time and love are more abstract concepts. The second thing I ask them to do is to consciously include both images and abstractions in their verses, and let the relationship between the two convey a deeper meaning. The idea for that exercise, by the way, came from Douglas Kearney, whose poetry workshop I took on the website Coursera, and I encourage you to check it out. It's free. I really enjoyed it. So... First up is The Red Sky of Uncertainty by Oswald Perez, who writes to share the world through his eyes using words, photos, and prose. And by the way, I'll have their full bios in the show notes with links to where you can find them online. The Red Sky of Uncertainty. It lingers on the horizon, something that only I can see, wondering aloud, where did it come from? When will it clear up? I get closer to the horizon and close my eyes tight. I awaken. Everything's back to blue and white. I know where the red sky came from. A blurred left eye. A mistake from surgery as a child. It left a scar deep within the mind. It's hard to believe he wrote that in a matter of minutes, right? What I love is the juxtaposition of the color red with anxiety. Red is usually associated with love and passion or anger, maybe danger. And then midway through the poem, he awakens to find everything blue and white. Those are calming colors, peaceful colors, almost the opposite of red. He also uses something called slant rhyme, which you often see in the lyrics of songs. Unlike true rhyme or perfect rhyme, you know, that is book and nook or mind and find, He uses slant rhyme or imperfect rhyme, which uses similar sounding words as rhymes, like child and mind. They both have that long I sound. 
In the stanza about him closing his eyes, he uses both true and slant rhyme, tight and white, but also horizon and awaken. There isn't a lot of abstraction in the poem, apart from anxiety, but the imagery, particularly the emphasis on colors, it doesn't make me miss it. Thank you, Oswald. Next up is Hetal Shet, who until recently was running her family's business plant, manufacturing industrial steel drums, and is now rediscovering her creative spirit and dreams of becoming an artist and writer. Her poem is called The Glass of Confusion, Mirroring the Mind, Mind, bending the mirror, shining the sheen, shirking what's sheer, worrying about what's, milking the blots, cleaning conscientiously, confusing the cover. You'll notice the syncopated cadence of the poem. It feels almost like a song. She borrows that unusual line break from another poem, Gwendolyn Brooks's The Pool Players, and I'll link to it in the show notes. You can see it better if you're actually looking at the poem on the page, but she puts the line break is right after the first word of the next line. So like Brooks's poem, what she does here with the line breaks, it creates a particular rhythm and it achieves a choppy, abrupt, but still musical effect. Hetal has paid close attention to the interplay between images and abstractions. This is my favorite one. Worrying about warts, milking the blots. What is a wart to a mirror? And does she mean milking it, as in whitening it, or milking it as in milking something for all it's worth? I also love that repetition of mind in the first stanza, where she ends the first line with mind and begins the next line with the same word, but changes the meaning. Mirroring the mind, mind bending the mirror. And that last one, where almost every word begins with the letter C. She kept her poem short and tight and spent some time polishing the words that she chose. I thought it was very well done. And last but not least is Mira Patwardhan, a woman I've known since I was 12 or 13 years old, who I affectionately call Mira Auntie. She says she's sometimes described as an oxymoron because she's a creative MBA. Her poem is called The Flower of Revenge, How sweet is the sweat, the hard labor of time spent in planting that seed of poison. It will grow and take on its own shape and slime. I will plant it in this garden of mine. And when it has blossomed with a fragrance so evil, I will pluck the flower as a gift for my lover to breathe in as deeply as the love she gave another and leaves me once again, but this time forever. That's so delightfully wicked. A bit like the poet herself. Notice how she chooses unusual juxtapositions of imagery with certain abstractions, like the fragrance of evil or breathing as deeply as love. And then she adds abstractions to abstractions, like the hard labor of time. One usually thinks of labor as in a physical or mental effort, but time can also be a kind of labor, I suppose. That's a fresh way of thinking of it. She also plays on the sound of words, how sweet is the sweat. That's the slant rhyme right there. And she uses sibilance. Sibilance, by the way, is when you have alliteration that uses the letter S. So there's sibilance in the phrase shape and slime. And slime is such a perfect description for a seed oozing with poison. And then there's the rhyme 95 masks, the light blue surgical ones, 
the handmade fabric ones with pretty designs. But those are not the only kinds of masks we wear. Those are just the ones that are evident to the world. So, Laura's prompt for you is, what masks do you wear that no one can see? Why do you wear them? Who or what do they keep out? What do they keep in? As always, if the writing prompt inspired you to write your own short story, do share it with me at cuttingchaistories at gmail.com. Look for the event details in the show notes. Until next week, put on your mask or take it off depending on which mask it is and stay safe. Thanks for tuning in and see you next Thursday.